Welcome back to the Dance Parent Podcast. Thanks for joining us. It's Jake and Jana. And today we're going to be talking about something that we've always really valued at our studio, and that is the importance of being a well-rounded dancer. And I think that goes beyond just being able to do four or five different styles of group dances really well, or just taking four or five different dance classes per week. So we're going to dive into exactly why (laughs) and exactly what that looks like um, for us. And so I think it's obvious that a classical technical foundation comes first. So especially for parents of dancers that are maybe like ages eight and under, that is very much the most important thing first. I don't know that... Now, eight-year-olds can take other styles, and it's great for them to take several different classes. All of that's fine. But the focus at that younger age should definitely be them just developing some solid dance techniques so that eventually they can spread their little wings and go off and do all of these different styles. Now, for the dancer that has already developed a pretty solid basic understanding of their body and ballet technique then I think that having all these different styles that we're going to dive into um, and just having a wider movement vocabulary and comfortability moving in different ways becomes very, very important. Absolutely. I liken it to uh, kids needing to learn the alphabet or sentence structure or basic paragraph writing before you dive into essays and different reading hard books and things of that nature. You know, getting those foundational things under their belt early on, I think is imperative. Absolutely. And I want to be clear too, before we go into this crazy long list of different dance styles and different things that we talked about over dinner as we do, um, (laughs) that it doesn't have to be weekly training in every single style, because I feel like this could start to sound overwhelming. And like we're saying, all dancers need to take 35 different styles (laughs) per week. And of course that's not realistic. It's not realistic for anyone. Um, now I do think they can choose a few to focus on each year and it doesn't always have to be the same. So maybe one year they decide, okay, I'm going to take my, my basic technique classes. And then on top of that, I'm also going to take some hip hop and some lyrical. And then the next year, maybe they realize, you know, I really should take a musical theater class and be able to sing a little bit. And I also want to work on some tumbling skills and then maybe a ballroom. And so it doesn't have to be a weekly class or a weekly thing that they're training in for this huge long list of styles, just some exposure to it. And obviously over time, the more and more exposure they can have to each of these things, the better. And then I think it's also taking every extra opportunity that they can for the rest. So the things that they're not going to be taking on a regular basis in their studio then maybe they try to take a summer intensive if there's a summer intensive that focuses on ballroom somewhere. Or maybe they take a master class in a totally different style of hip hop than what they've done before. Or they go to a convention that really special. There are some conventions out there that just really specialize in certain things. Um, That's a great opportunity. So maybe if they can't take hip hop weekly, which I strongly recommend, but if they can't take hip hop weekly, then like really diving in and doing a three day hip hop workshop. Well, they're going to get so much hip hop exposure in a three day workshop like that. Mm -hmm. That's mainly focused on hip hop. 
kind of is like doing it weekly if you just compare the hours. I think it's worth noting too, and, and we talked about this when um, over dinner again, but uh, there are opportunities too in accessibility um, now with professional studios like Steps on Broadway, or I think Broadway Dance Center does it as well. I'm sure the ones out in LA do as well, to where there are virtual options where you can stream a class and take a class virtually now. So those are options as well of just just that exposure, whether it's a class here or there, something that they don't normally train in, they're able to have that exposure and get that experience. Well, and CLI is a great right. resource CLI, too. Think about that, right? So CLI has a ton of classes in very specific styles. So that's a great thing to check out as well. Right. So examples of great times for that, because I know dancers are busy, right? And they go to school all day and they're coming to dance and they're there. But let's say there's a random snow day and it's hitting that point <laughs> where your dancer's going nuts. And then you start emailing their dance teacher about how soon can we send them back to you? Um, CLI steps, check out some of these classes online mm-hmm. And not just in the styles they're most comfortable in, but encourage them to try something that's way outside of their comfort zone. Because guess what? They're going to be doing it in their room with no one watching. So that's a wonderful opportunity to try something that maybe they wouldn't feel comfortable trying in a different setting. 100%. Yep. Not just, here's my favorite style of dance and that's what I'm going to do. Or do that and one extra. Um, I think it's important to say too, some of this education doesn't just have to be by physically doing it. So attending performances or just watching these different styles on YouTube, exposure is key. So a dancer that has really watched a lot of, um, I mean, ballroom's a great example, right? right? Even with Dancing with the Stars being so accessible, um, modern, if they if they could really watch... It's hard to find great modern classes in the studio setting a lot of times, but if they can be watching some of this and getting that exposure, even if it's just on YouTube, they're going to feel more comfortable with it than a dancer that hasn't done that. So this is something that I always really encourage my students and classes to do is just, if you can't physically do it yet, at least seeing it and becoming comfortable with what it is, is a huge first step. So let's talk about all these different styles. We've already thrown out a few of them. Um, but, okay, so ballet is obviously that technical foundation, and all dancers need to be taking ballet regularly multiple times per week. Um, but there are all different styles of ballet. And so I'm all for, and controversial statement here, I know there's some teachers that would not agree with this, but once dancers have gotten to a certain point in their training, Um, and I'm talking teenagers here for sure. Um, advanced teenagers say they've always been trained by a Vaganova ballet teacher or Cuban ballet teacher, or there's all these different styles of ballet. Go take a master class or a workshop. That's totally different. Um, go to a summer intensive. That's a totally different style of ballet. And I think that regular training being in one set style that they're used to is very important, Mm -hmm. but throwing in something that's a little different just so that they have the experience because you never know when they're going to go audition for something and someone is calling something completely different names, even though it looks the same just because different styles of ballet. So I think that once they get to a certain point, a little bit of that exposure of the different styles of ballet can be very, very important. Tap. 
there's all different stuff. I think, well, we could go on and on about how valuable tap training is to dancers, whether they go on to tap regularly or not. Um, just the musicality that comes with it. I'm going to let you go here. I just, yeah, I just think that that permeates into every other dance form possible. I mean, there's so much open-ended um, musicality and phrasing in modern contemporary, modern, I mean, like today's contemporary work that I think a lot of that rhythmic structure and a lot of that timing musicality can so be aided by taking a tap class. Mm-hmm. I even yeah. heard, we were just at Tremaine this past weekend and I heard Derek Schrader in his jazz class mm. multiple times say, if you're having trouble picking this up and you're having trouble with the intricacies of it and the rhythm, take more tap. And then I heard him say it again. And then I heard him say it in a different <laughs> ballroom. And it's it's so true. Um, I have found that our really proficient tap dancers can pick up intricate choreography of any style quicker. Yep. Always. Um Jazz. There's all different styles of jazz. Being able to do all different styles of jazz, critical, hip hop. <laughs> Drop it, down menu there. Uh-huh. Same thing there. And it all just well, we'll get to that on the next point. Don't get ahead of yourself, Dana. <laughs> um, lyrical and the movement quality that comes from it. Obviously, I just love lyrical dancing. Um, and it's how my body feels most comfortable. But what that opens the door for that dancer to do with a good lyrical foundation into contemporary and different styles, I think is also huge. Um, contemporary and as many different contemporary teachers and choreographers as they can work with, because my gosh, that's just like the ultimate melting pot of what dance is becoming ballroom giant drop down menu from there. Ballroom is not just ballroom. There's like so many different styles of it. And I think even starting young with ballroom is really critical because it is so specific and it is so, uh, it takes so much full body awareness. And so I think dancers being able to do that from a young age is really, really important. It would be one of my top ones that I would say, put your kids in a ballroom class when they get the opportunity, or that's another great one to take some online classes as well. Modern, 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 especially for our older dancers that want to go into college or conservatory programs after high school, almost all of them. And there, right. there are lots of different dance programs coming about, but almost all of them, ballet, contemporary, and modern is what you're going to be looking at in a college program. And yet so few studio high school dancers are training in modern modern teachers are also very hard to find in more I don't know that where we are in Tulsa is considered a rural community by any means, but I mean, just outside of like Smaller your markets. Yeah. Outside yeah. of your big dance markets, it's a little harder to find some, some modern teachers, but every opportunity they get to take a modern class, I highly, highly recommend. And I know that's something we've talked about a lot is bringing that in supplementally to have some guest teachers come in and give just that real modern technique for our older and more advanced dancers. I look at that the same way I do in how tap can help just in a very different way. Cause that makes so they, that makes them so much stronger. Mm-hmm. And there's a giant styles. drop down menu of modern too, right. right? There's all these different styles. Um, I know I went to a two-week intensive when I was in high school, two different summers that focused just on modern. I'm going to be real. I hated it once because it was all Graham and it was so slow. But I know 
my body awareness and just my technique as a dancer was so much better afterwards. Like so much better. It might actually be like two of the most critical weeks of my training I ever had. Then I got to work with a choreographer from Ailey the next summer and I loved that. And so up to that point I had thought, I just don't like modern when as with so many styles of dance, there's a giant yeah. drop down menu and it's not all the same. So if your dancer has taken one modern class in their life and they say they don't like it, <laughs> I strongly, yes, recommend keep trying. Um, so this one's cool. So we even have a high school senior right now that has done a lot of training in classical Indian dancing and Bartonatium. And it's really cool as she was auditioning for a college program, how much that came up. And it's also super cool to see how much it has influenced just her style of dancing when it comes to contemporary. And so once again, I'm just seeing how even a dance style that I have very little knowledge on has made this dancer a way more interesting contemporary dancer because of that training. Um, Experience with classical musical theater. There's so much different, so many different ways of moving within musical theater. There's there's the Fosse style. We just went and saw dancing on Broadway. It's great if you get a chance to. It was so <laughs> wonderful. Um, they were also just on Good Morning America this week, and you can find it on YouTube if you want to just you know see a little clip of it that way. But it was interesting to see there were just some dancers in it that so clearly had been like trained by some Fosse purist. Mm-hmm. And so many years later are doing the style so, so well in a more contemporary way. Um, and I think those dancers, even within the cast, really stood out. So there you go. Some dancers that just had some really specialized training within that Fosse movement. Um, swing dancing, being able to tumble, being able to sing, being able to act, being able to dance on point. All of these things could help a dancer to book a job over another dancer that can't do those things. And also they're all going to make that dancer move and perform a little bit differently. Um, I threw out stuff. I've done some of this in my class before. At least have experience seeing what flamenco is. Um, If they ever get an opportunity to take like an aerial silk class, do it. You never know when just a little bit of experience with something could make someone get the job over somebody else. Um, classical acro, anything, just all these things. So there's the giant list of Jake and Jana's dinner that we came up with, but, um, any experience they can get with all of these different things could make a huge difference for them, not only in the next chapter, but even just as a dancer right now, as a competition dancer, it may give them an edge of something, a spark that's just a little different than somebody else. Cause there's a whole lot of dancers taking ballet, contemporary, and jazz but if you have a little bit of this like extra oomph from something else you have experience in boom you stand out and you're different i think that's what made some of the dancers who have trained in ballroom for instance so intriguing when that really started jumping on the scene and that came out in their improv or that was kind of being worked in and everybody was like oh what is that you know Mm -hmm. that's not that's not usual within this whole world but yeah And I think there's like real genuine confidence that comes from a dancer that feels prepared to move in any way. So they don't have to feel like, oh, this teacher that I don't know or this choreographer that I don't know is coming in to teach this combo. 
I don't know if I'm going to move like them. If they have trained in so many different styles, they're going to know just how to use their body as their instrument in a different way. And it's easier to pick up when there's a totally different or new um, teacher or choreographer that comes in. And I think with competition dance, we can get really caught up in extreme flexibility or how many turns and tricks and different things. And all of that is fine. All of it's fine. And I think if we want to play this game, by all means, push the flexibility and and all of that's fine. But professionally, those aren't the things that make the big difference. It's having a really solid technical foundation. Like that will always be first. Um, Having really captivating performance skills is probably number two. And then from there, being comfortable moving in a wide range of styles, I think that's really where it's at. I don't think it's all about who can take their leg the highest or, because let's be real, when these dancers are transitioning into their 20s and 30s, a lot of times that, sometimes it does, sometimes it totally does, but a lot of times that doesn't stay anyway. Right. So being able to move in all these different ways is is huge. Because I mean, we were even talking, like dance is shifting into more and more of this melting pot of what style is that right like what do we define that as check out hamilton right the whole world's loved it what is that (laughs) you know it's not just straight jazz it's not just straight contemporary it's not straight hip-hop it's like this this combination of cool movement and I think so much of what we as a culture are loving and appreciating within dance is more and more of this like, what is that? I just like watching it. You bet. And that's what we talked about, which was, I think we are liking that more and more of, of seeing them all kind of melded together. But at the same time, we have to remember where that came from, which is all these different artists and creatives having those different influences that then come out together and create this thing that we're like, whoa, what is that? Is that like, that got some hip hop in it and some ballroom? And how did they come up with that? They came up with that because they dabbled in all these different styles. Yes. And I, I don't think that every dancer that is dancing in one of these like melting pot type um, companies or in these shows necessarily has 10 years of weekly hip hop and swing dancing and every style of modern and ballroom training they just have enough of it that they feel comfortable moving in any way that is asked of them um and then you want to talk where i think this can become giant is okay so you put all these things together and then that dancer has a more unique style that is unique to just them because this dancer has had a little bit of I mean, flamenco and samba and lyrical and what that comes together for that dancer is going to be a little different than someone that's just taking ballet, jazz, contemporary on a regular basis. And it will make them stand out and it will become giant if they go on to do choreography one day because they will have all these different things to pull from, even if they don't realize they're doing it. Just their body has trained in moving in all these different ways and it will come back out in a different way. Um, also really valuable if they go on to teach because, yeah. I mean, being able to hire a teacher that is good at multiple things 
is giant. And even if you're not teaching that style, just having enough of an education on it that you can pull from it to coach a dancer in this new melting pot world of dance that we have, giant. So that training that, um, Graham technique within modern, I didn't love it. I spent two weeks doing it. I feel like I know it well enough from that two weeks still, Oh, so many years later. Right. But I know enough of it that I can still pull from it and use it within my classes. And that just came from one two week opportunity of training in it. And so I think we've talked a lot about how important this can be for dancers at the next level, right? So we've talked about it a lot. If they go on to dance professionally, in college, uh huh. Um, if they go on to teach, certainly if they go on to choreograph, I can't stress mm-hmm. that one enough. But I think it also can keep it a little more lighthearted and a little more fun while they're young. And I think it can also, my gosh, in a world where they feel the need to put out their entire life as their highlight reel on social media so often, or this fear of making a mistake. I mean, if you've trained in ballet for, and only one type of ballet for 15 years with some of these kids, they very much know this is how it's going to go. And I think there can be a lot of pressure that they put on themselves to deliver because they know it. But then you go in and take something that you haven't before, whether that's a specific style of ballroom or hip hop or something they just don't feel as comfortable with, that comfortability to let it happen and just see what happens is huge at just developing real confidence. And And the ability to work through, oh, that's new. That's different. That's outside of my comfort zone. That's outside of my box. How do I, how do I get this into my body and my facility without it being, I don't like that mm-hmm. or I can't do that. Yes. And I think that keeps things fresh. I think it keeps them growing. I think it keeps their eyes open. Um, I will say, so we have two former students that are currently dancing with professional ballet companies and both of them took weekly hip hop classes when they were at mm-hmm. theater arts and they took weekly lyrical and jazz and they were not the strongest in the room in those classes, even though they were very much the strongest in the room when it came to their ballet classes. Mm-hmm. And I think it just all comes together to, uh, make them a dancer that is easy to work with and can work with different choreographers well and different styles of ballet well just because they put themselves out there and tried something a little different. You bet. And it also afforded them opportunities while they were also dancing professionally, like in teaching and in various things in those communities. Mm-hmm. So all of that to say, we kind of jumped back to the <laughs> professional <laughs> chapter somehow, but Sorry. I think even for these young dancers you never know what they're going to like the best. Like, I don't know. I mean, my kids are two, but I don't know what foods they're going to like until they try it. They surprise me all the time. And so I think with kids, it can be very much the same way. Like you can have a kid that thinks at nine that all they want to do is jazz and contemporary. And then, oh my gosh, I'm like the world's best ballroom dancer. You know, you never know. So I think that exposure and trying different things is very important to just the serious dancer that wants to be a good, well-rounded dancer. 
Yeah. So hope that was helpful. Um, if you have any other questions on this, please uh, shoot us a message. By the way, I feel I think we always forget to say this, but you can find us on Instagram and Facebook and, and all of that. But send us a message. Let us know um, if there's something that you'd like us to cover, if you have more questions on this. Um, but I think with that, we'll talk with you all next week. So thanks again for joining us on the Dance Parent Podcast. And until then, have a great week. Bye, everyone.